What's up, church? What's up, church? What's up, church? Hello, everybody. <laughs> Let's say hello to uh, San Isidro. Say San Isidro. Uh, if you don't know, we have a campus in San Isidro, and I was there praying with them yesterday. We had a great time at our prayer time every Saturday for the rest of the year. Come on out. Uh, City Heights. Say City Heights. Over there, over there praying with them. They have theirs at 1030, so I got to go to two yesterday. I got a double dose of the Holy Ghost yesterday, so God bless y'all. Amen. Say East County. I didn't get to pray with them, but I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. What's up, uh, East County? Say San Marcos. God bless y'all, God bless y'all. And, uh, and then Point Loma. And, oh, by the way, uh, Juvenile Hall, Donovan State Prison, uh, and Michael Seitz in, T- in Tijuana. Say hello to everybody. Let's give all a big hand. God bless y'all. It is a pleasure, pleasure to be talking to y'all, ministering y'all in prison. God bless y'all. Uh, Jesus said, if you come to prison, if you visited me in prison, you came, came to them in prison, you came to me. So we're visiting you in prison. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, really quick, let's pray for our country. Um, I want to encourage you in a couple things. Um, the future is obviously, uh, in our lifetime, things have never been this uncertain and volatile and, and uncertain. One thing is for certain, for sure, is Jesus Christ is still Lord, he's still on the throne, and none of that has changed. Therefore, make sure that no matter what is happening in the news, no matter what is happening in the world, you draw closer to Jesus and don't let anything happening there compromise how you walk with God. If anything, walk with God more strictly and, and, and with more discipline and devotion. And when you see people who you perceive in your heart can be uh, at more stress because of what's going on, their families are threatened, their safety is threatened, be more intentional to encourage those people. Reach out to the people who are being affected by what's going on in politics. Reach out to them. Say, hey, I'm praying for you. I'm sorry for the fear in your life. You don't know them. But they're they're people that God loves, all the whole world. And our job is simply not to be political. Our job is to be biblical and say, I'm going to love everyone as Christ loves everyone. Amen? Let's be that light. Uh, Jesus is always your safe place. You need to be a safe place for the people in your life. Don't let politics get in your head. You walk with Christ and you love everyone and reach out to everyone. Amen? Let's get on our knees. Let's get on our knees. Lord, we uh, thank you that you have given us the privilege to know you and to share your love with everybody we know. I pray we take advantage of this opportunity to share your love with everybody we know. There is so much uncertainty in our culture, so much fear in our culture, but you have not given us a spirit of fear. You have given us a spirit of sonship, a spirit of adoption by which we say, Abba, Father. May we lean on you. May we submit to you. May we share your love freely more than ever before. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, give a hug to somebody that you don't know. I feel the love, I feel the love, I feel the love. Amen, amen. Welcome. If you are a visitor, we want to welcome you. My name is Miles. I'm the pastor of The Rock. And 
I'm so glad to be in church today. If you have a Bible, what we do is we lift our Bibles up and we say word. So on the count of three, we're going to lift our Bibles up and say word. One, two, three, say word. Very good. Turn to Genesis chapter 14, the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 14. If you don't have a Bible, ask the person next to you if you could read theirs. You may meet somebody interesting. Genesis 14. I want to ask you a few questions that I want you to think about. Does someone have to be faithful to another person in order to have a marriage or a relationship? No. You could be in a relationship and be unfaithful. It might not be a good relationship, but you can be in a relationship and be unfaithful for years. You can be married for years and not be unfaithful. It's still a relationship. It's probably not the one you want, but it will be a relationship. Can someone smoke cigarettes and run marathons? Yes. You don't have to stop smoking cigarettes and run marathons. Now, it would be a whole lot better if you didn't smoke cigarettes if you run marathons. But you don't have to stop smoking cigarettes. Do you have to, does, a, does someone have to read a lot to be a lawyer? No. You may not be the best lawyer you can be, but you don't have to read a lot to be a lawyer. If you have little kids, little toddlers, do you have to live with them to be their parent? No. You can be their parent. It may not be the best situation for your kids, but you still can be their parent. Do you have to read your Bible to be a Christian? No. You may not learn all the things, or you won't learn all the things God wants you to know, and you won't understand all the perspectives he wants you to have, but you don't have to read the Bible. Do you have to go to church? No. But you miss out on corporate worship, you miss out on fellowship, you miss out on accountability, and you'll be like a coal away from the fire, but you'll still be a Christian. Do you have to seek God with all your heart and pray and lay your life down at the cross to see miracles in your life? No, God will still do some miracles in your life. But you have so many more miracles if you gave all your life to God. And so many people want to live life with the, with the I don't need to do that. And you don't. If that's the kind of relationship you want to have with God, go right ahead. But it will be different if you are sold out and committed. Do you have to tithe to be pleasing to God? No. You don't need to tithe. I want to talk about tithing today. And I want to tell you right up front, you don't need to do it. So if you think, well, I'm trying to get my money, keep your money. Keep your money. You don't have to tithe. But I'm going to tell you, if you do, you will get a blessing that you don't when you don't. There's opportunities to invest in ministry. There's opportunities to learn how to be generous. There's opportunities to separate with what you are holding on to that you think is more important to you than God. And what happens when you let that go, God blesses you and shows you things about your life and your own self that you wouldn't know if you were hoarding. But you don't have to do it. And I want to encourage you as I'm teaching through tithing today, I want you to know you don't have to do it. And by the way, I'll even take one step further. Don't do it if you think you have to. If you're like, I'm doing it because of fear. I'm doing it because of law. I'm doing it because of, no, 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 don't do, don't do that. Do it because you want to. God wants you to want to pray. He wants you to want to give. He wants you to want to serve. He doesn't want you to do it because you're scared and there's a hammer over your head. He wants you. When I take my kids when they were little, you want to go to the park? Okay. Like, they're going to the park for me. I don't need to go to the park. (laughs) 
I, those swings don't fit me anymore. I can't go down the slide. I get stuck going down. I don't need all that hassle. I'm going to park for you. I want to, you to go to park because we're going to have fun together. So when I talk about it, I want you to know that I'm going to challenge your heart to say, I want to be generous. I want to be a generous person. And so as I, as I talk about tithing, remember two things. You don't have to. God wants you to want to. And tithing, and in, in, in what I'm going to talk about today is I want, you to, I want you to think about it as code for being generous. Code for being generous. Tithing is like a generosity starter kit. <laughs> it's just a little taste of what more can come. Okay, for, let me read this verse to you before we get to Genesis. Let me read this verse to you in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. It's going to be on the screen, but you don't have to turn there. It says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits. We talked about that last week, giving God first of what you get. Honor the Lord with all your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. Why? So your bonds will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. You could say, I'm already blessed. You know what God said? If you obey him, the more you obey him, the more blessed you will be. Yes. Now, you could be satisfied with what you have, but you're also shortchanging what God has to give you. He says, honor with all your possessions. So therefore, when you walk into your house, understand first that God gave you the house. Your condo, God gave you the condo. Why work? God gave you that job. Why got talent? God gave you that talent. Why the opportunity? God gave you the opportunity. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you got to go back to the beginning. Well, 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 I'm the one who went to the interview. God gave you a voice to speak at that interview. God gave you a little wiggle to, you know, to try to get in that, in that date or whatever it is that you got. God gave you all of that. So God... Thank you for my wiggle and my jiggle. Thank you for my house. Thank you for my bed. Thank you for my food. Thank you for my refrigerator. Thank you for my phone. Thank you for my cell phone. Thank you for my voice, my sight, or my ability to hear because I can't, I can't speak but I can hear. I can't hear because I can speak. I thank you for all that. It's all yours. If you, if you can't get to that point, if you're not at that point, you need to stop right now. And you need to tell God, God, help me understand how all this is yours. Well, you can dare God. And you could say to God, God, it's not yours and you can't take it. Please don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> you even know in your heart, I'm never going to do that because, you know, hey, it might be true, you know. So you have to say, Lord, I want to honor you. We're gonna, in a few minutes, we're going to have an opportunity just to pray that. But God, I want to honor you. Okay, let's, let's read some verses. Number one in your notes. Tithe means the first 10%. It means the 10%. A portion of what you have received from God. So when people say, well, do I tithe? If I, if, if I get a check for $1,000, do I tithe? Is, it, is a tithe 100%? I mean, $100, which is 10%, or is it a, a 10% of my net? Because you got your gross, and for all y'all who might not even understand how you get paid, <laughs> your gross is, let's say your salary is $50,000. But the government takes percentages. Your gross is 50. Your net may be 36. So I'm a title to 36. Well, if you want God to bless the 36, which means he can only bless you between 36 and 50, or if you want God to bless the 50, which there's an unlimited top. So well, one, it's first fruits, your 50. Two, you want God to bless your, your net or your gross. Are you trying to play nickels and dime? You're trying to nickel and dime God. It's all his. So if you're not, well, you know, I, I, the government took this percent, the state took, and then Medicare, and then, and then, you know, then I had to lend somebody here, and then, then, I, had to, then I had to fix my tire. That was unexpected, and what I'm left with is, here's $5, God. 
Oh, by the way, church, go ahead and buy that, that multi-million dollar building in Santa's campuses with my five dollars. Okay. No, it, it's 10%. Okay, we'll get to more of that in a minute. Uh, some people say, well, the Old Testament, the tithe is from the Old Testament. It's the law. You don't need to do that. Let me explain a little bit about the law. In the Old Testament, there was a law. Moses got the Ten Commandments, then all these 613 laws, and, and you had to do those things. Well, a couple things. We're going to see in a minute the tithe was before the law, and the tithe was also after the law. But the law, the law said, for example, thou shalt not murder. Is that still true? Of course. The law says... Don't commit adultery. Is that still not true? Of course. So don't ever think that because of the Old Testament, it doesn't apply to you. As a matter of fact, it's even worse. Because Jesus said, if you've slandered somebody in your heart, you've committed murder. How many of you ever talked behind someone's back and gossiped and tore them down with your words? Y'all are lying right out. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. Some of y'all are like... Let's try this one more time. How many of y'all have said something negative about somebody behind their back? Thank you. Look at all these guys. Y'all like, here's y'all. Come on, it's for real. Just, just get it out. Come on, raise your hand up high. Look at all these gossips in the house. Look at it. Just point, just point, just point, just point to each other. You know what the Bible says? If you lust after a woman or a guy, you've committed adultery. How many of y'all... <laughs> Tell you something about uh, black people. When we get excited, we run. <laughs> right? <laughs> or march. You're just like, oh, snap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just look around. Notice. Just, just watch. Next time you're at the mall or something. <laughs> but um, how, many of y'all, how many of y'all saw somebody and you went, hmm. You're guilty of adultery. <laughs> look, girl, he's over there, by, oh, over there by the potatoes. Over there by the potatoes. <laughs> Two o'clock, two o'clock. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Genesis chapter 14. Genesis chapter 14. Real quick, let's read this. It's Abraham tithing, verse 18. Melchizedek, chapter 14, verse 18. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought bread and wine. He was a priest of God most high, and he, and he blessed Abraham. He said, blessed be Abram, God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be the God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand, Abraham. And the Bible says Abraham said, Abraham gave him a tithe of everything. This is before the law. Okay, if you're thinking, well, that's an Old Testament law. This is before the law. Turn to Matthew 23. Jesus talking. Matthew 23, first book of the New Testament. Matthew 23. Matthew 23, verse 23. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees or the religious, and these guys were stuck on law. You got to do this, you got to do this. They were just religious, you know, looking at every little thing someone did to try to catch them in something. Okay? No grace. And it says in verse 23, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is Jesus talking. Whoa to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint Annas and Cumin, and you have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. In other words, you pay the tithe like, look what I did, look what I did, look what I did. I did something good, but you have no faith, you have no mercy, you're critical, you're gossip, and you're judgmental. He's like, 
you do that, but you don't do that. What's more important? This is what Jesus said. What's more important is the mercy. Is your heart. You think just pay me, you, you can do whatever you want? No, 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 no. Do both. But don't leave, the, the most important thing is your mercy and your lack of judgment and your grace and your kindness and your love for one another. That's what I want. And some of us think, well, I'm just going to check the box. I put some money in and your money is not really a tithe. It's just some money. It's $5 when you made $100,000. And, and, and then, and then you, you, you come to church once a month or you do these religious things and say, yeah, I did. And then you're over here doing all this scandalous stuff. God's like, you, you, you're getting the whole thing wrong. I want your heart. I want you to honor me with everything. It doesn't mean give it to me. Honor me with it. Honor me with this. Take care of this. Honor me with this. Honor me with your words. Honor me with your thoughts. That's what he wants. Religion is what these guys were doing was, I'm just going to check the box and do my own thing. Jesus says, I don't want that. I never wanted that. I want relationship. I want to live in you and through you. So when people meet you, they meet me. When people talk to you, they're talking to me. When you pray for someone, it's, I'm flowing through you and touching them. I need all of you. And by the way, in the United States of America, if you ain't going to do that now, if you're not going to do that now, where your our whole reality is being shaken. If you're not going to pray to God now and get right with God now, what is it going to take? Because I, I have no idea what this world's going to be like in a year. But I can tell you one thing, this is not going to change. And so you better decide now. And he's saying, I want all your heart now. Look, look, look what it says, number two. Ties were a source of blessing. To you personally was one area, it was a source of blessing, a source of blessing. Turn to Malachi right before Matthew, right before Matthew. As a matter of fact, it's the, it's the, it's the page right before Matthew 1. Malachi 3, 8. Tithes were a source of blessing to you personally. And by the way, God wants you to be blessed. Say amen if you know that. Amen. You don't believe it. God wants you to be blessed. Say amen if you know that. That doesn't mean God wants you to have five Mercedes and five houses and an airplane. He just wants you to be blessed where you could say, I'm blessed. I'm really blessed. Now, in your mind, you may think blessed is things. No, blessed is a condition of the heart. Heaven is a relationship with God. Heaven is wherever God is in complete control. It's not things. It's relationship. It's peace with God. And when you can sit in whatever is going on in your life, much Plenty or scarcity and say, I'm blessed. That's blessed. So he wants to remove you from thinking things are going to bless you because if you don't know someone rich who's miserable, you'll meet somebody one day who's rich and miserable. And I'm not, by the way, riches aren't making you miserable. It's not money, the lack or plentiful thereof or abundance thereof. It's your relationship with God. You can be rich and happy and rich and poor and, and, and sad and poor and happy and poor and sad. It's not the money. It's the relationship with God. And, and just for the record, every single one of you, no matter what you have, you are rich compared to the people in the world. Filthy rich. You just don't, you just don't realize it. So look what it says. Malachi. Chapter 3, verse 8, it says, will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me. And you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. Why? Because the tithes belong to God. God said, that's mine. I've given you all of it, but th that part of it, I want that back. I want you to trust me because in you, in you trusting me, you're learning to give and you're learning to let go of your pride. So come on. 
And he says, oh, you haven't given me, you're robbing me. I don't ever want to rob God. I don't, I don't want to come close to robbing God. If, if I think I'm close, I'm just going to give some more. Because you can't outgive God. And then it says, verse uh, 9, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. How many of you would love God to pour out the windows of heaven and bless you more than you can receive? Raise your hand. Can I get an amen? Amen. You know what God says? If you want me to pour out blessings, I have to be able to trust you with those blessings. I can't trust greedy people. I can't trust people who don't honor me. I can't trust people who are going to not honor me with what I give them. So it ain't going to happen. And, and you may think, I already got the windows of heaven. Well, if you got your version, God's version is better. Don't compare yourself to what other people have. Compare yourself to what you could have if you walk with God. Which the Bible says the mind cannot see, the eye has not seen what God has prepared for you. You can't even imagine. He just wants you to trust him. That's why it's a matter of trust. And he says, I'll curse you. Now, let me understand. Let me tell you this curse. Let me explain curse. Curse is not like if you don't give 10%, God's going to do something to you. It's this. Sometimes God will say to you, um, I want you to go say sorry to that person. And you go, I ain't saying sorry. Because you're prideful. Or you think they don't deserve it. Or you think it's their fault. I've counseled a jillion people. Let me tell you what's gospel, truth in every single one of those situations. Neither person ever knows the whole story. 100%. 100%. What you see on TV, you never know the whole story. If someone says to your face, I hate you, you don't even know the whole story from where that's coming from. You just don't. So God says, I want you to go say sorry. You're like, mm-hmm. when they walk over here, I'll say sorry. And they walk over. Well, if they start a conversation with me, I'm going to say sorry. And they start a conversation with you. Well, if they bring up the subject. And you keep making all these excuses and you never do it. Now, when the Bible says if you don't give, and, and not only tithe, but just give obedience to God. There is a lost opportunity for a blessing. That could be your curse. In other words... You don't make up. The relationship doesn't blossom to what it could be. You're not freed of your pride. And in turn, your pride eats at you and causes you to destroy all these other relationships, causes you to do things that are self-destructive, and it, and it snowballs down the hill to self-destruction in very small increments in different parts of your life versus God saying, I want you to apologize. I want you to give. I want you to go to life class. I want you to serve. And by you doing these little things, acts of obedience, opportunities of blessing, of humility, of opportunity for relationship, improved relationships, which turns into more opportunity to minister and to be a blessing and to be blessed. Those are the blessings that come. So often what happens is when you deprive yourself of a blessing, is often, if you will, the curse or the result of your behavior. You don't know what you're missing. And you think what you've settled for is enough. And God says, I was, one time I was in my office reading in the dark. It wasn't pitch black dark, but it was dark. And my wife walks in and says, she turns the light on. 
why are you reading in the dark? I said, it's not dark in here. She says, yes, it is. And boop, I was like, oh, wow, it was dark in here. I got so used to the darkness, it was comfortable. There's so many people who are living in spiritual darkness, but you become comfortable with it. And you have no idea the spiritual light that you could have if you were obedient. Look in your notes. Tithe is a source of blessing to ministry. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. It says, verse 1. It says, now concerning the collection for the saints. Collection meant an extra collection. The word they use here, it means extra collection. As I, I've given orders to the churches of Galatia, so that you must do also, 1 Corinthians 16, 1. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside. The first day of the week, they met on the first day of the week, as we do on Sunday, because they were rehearsing and celebrating over and over again the resurrection. The resurrection happened on the first day of the week. So the church started meeting on the first day of the week, where before it met on Saturday. The reason we meet on Sunday is that we are rehearsing Easter every week. We are celebrating the resurrection from the dead. That's why we meet on Sunday. And it says, um, for, uh, verse 2, on the first day of the week, let each of you lay something aside, storing up as you may prosper, that there be no collection when I come. And when I come, whomever you approve by your letters, I will send to bear your gift to Jerusalem. They were going to give money to send to ministry in Jerusalem. That word gift means a free gift freely given. When we give, we give at, the end, at the end, every service. We have boxes all at the exits of all our campuses. We don't pass the hat. Nothing wrong with that. We just don't do it that way. And, we, and, and you give. It's, you give freely. Don't give like, eh, well, here, whatever. Oh, no, no. Give it because, Lord, I appreciate. It's, it's all yours anyway. So thank you. Use it for ministry. You want to put something on the, on the screen. We want to show you what your giving has a little bit of what your giving has done in this church. Just a little bit. We got some stats for you. Check us out. In 2016 alone, just on Sunday and outreach ministries in the community, 16,400 people got saved. Let's give the Lord a big hand to that. We put gospel videos, three, four-minute videos, 45-second videos online. 40 million people watched the gospel. 540 people responded to receive Christ last year alone online. Let's give, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And you might say, well, how, how? It's on Facebook and people will say, did you pray? And we lead them in a prayer. Did you pray to ask Christ to be your Savior? Press, boom. And 540 people, 1,000 people. We get about 1,500 emails a day. People getting saved. Uh, 22,000 people were served at Toys for Joy last year. A thousand meals every day, Monday through Friday. Or a thousand meals a day are distributed to kids in Haiti. A thousand meals a day, five days a week. One third of all the foster youth mentors in San Diego come from this church. One third of all the mentors in this church. Amen. That's amazing. That's amazing. 318,916 hours of community service was done in the community. That's not inside the building, out in the community, serving the community. We're given last year. Amen. Let's give a big hand to that. You don't have to be a part of that. But there's a blessing to be a part of that. There's a blessing. God says, listen, I've given you stuff. I want you to give back a portion so I can do this and things can happen. So, this, so lights can be up. So all the people upstairs and all the people who are making all this happen, sound like video, who you can't see, 
There's a whole bunch of squirrels up there running on wheels, making all this stuff happen. <laughs> we got to feed those squirrels. <laughs> uh, number three, the tithe is not giving, it's returning. When we say you want to give, actually you're not giving, you're returning. You're, you're giving back to God what he gave to you. Turn to Leviticus, third book of the Bible. Leviticus, third book of the Bible. Third book of the Bible. Leviticus 27, the third book of the Bible, chapter 27, verse 30. Chapter 27, verse 30. Chapter 27, verse 30. It says, all the tithe of the land, whether seed of the land or fruit of the trees, it is the Lord's. It is holy to God. He said, that, that belongs over here. So when you give it to me, you're just returning to me what already belongs to me. I know we want to think, look at me, I'm doing something good. Because we think it's all ours. But it's really his. And God says, I want you to trust me. I want you to trust me. When we, met, we, we read in Malachi verse 3, it says, test me or try me. See if I don't open up heaven. Try it. I'm a numbers person. I love numbers. I, I, I can entertain myself on a boring day. I don't have a lot of boring days, but I can just take my car out to the beach and just write numbers on a piece of paper and be happy. Don't, don't hate. Don't hate. Please don't hate. God may be that way. You're laughing at God. You're mocking God right now. <laughs> it's his design. He gave me this intelligent brain. God says, if you tithe, which is 10%, I know math, I'm going to bless you. Watch it. Add it up. I added it up. I stopped tithing. I don't tithe. I haven't tithed in years. Y'all are so quiet right now. There's probably, there's probably a thousand of you going, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I don't need to tithe anymore. What, what I do is I call it tithe deluxe. 10% is not enough to me. I can't, I can't, I just, I, I start there and then I go, okay, God, what are we going to do now? Stuff comes up. He's like, oh, I got to give to that. Oh, I got to give to that. So it's, it's more than. I don't know, I don't know what the percentage is. I just know it's not 10. I know it's not less than 10. But I, I just said, Lord, there's too much going on and you just keep blessing me. I got to, I can't, I can't just do that. And then he'll show me something. I said, okay, I want to do that. And then he goes, well, here you go. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do that. And he said, here you go. Well, I'm going to do that too. So we're in this trying to outgive. Believe me, I'm not the most generous. I know some people who could do way more than that, that are just crazy. They give houses and their cars. I haven't gotten to that level yet. But I know a guy who gave away his house. He was living in it. Okay? So, uh, 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 but my point is, is that, and by the way, for the record, just in case you didn't hear that clearly, because someone's going to go home and say, oh, my pastor don't tie. I don't only tie, it's more than just so you don't twist it and go home, okay? I was talking to some of this thing after the first service. They said they didn't hear any of what I just said. You said, what? You said you didn't tie? I just want to make sure you get it. I just want you to say, God, I, I just want to bless you and honor you. Look at the last one, last point. I don't have to tithe, I get to tithe. Say I get to tithe. Say I get to be generous. Say I get to be, put myself in a position to be blessed by God. 
Let's take, a, let's take a deep breath and say it real loud. Say, I get to put myself in a position to be blessed by God so I can be a blessing of God. Oh, some of y'all, see, some of y'all stop right there. I just want to be blessed. No, you be blessed so you can be a blessing, so you can be blessed, so you can be a blessing, so you can be blessed, so you can be a blessing. Because when you leave, when you die, you take none of it with you anyway. It's not, you're not taking any, you, we never had a funeral where there's a hearse, where there was a big U-Haul truck behind the hearse, and, they, and he went in the grave and it took the u uh, real quick, I'll just tell you a quick story. When they built the pyramids in Egypt, the pyramids were tombs for the pharaohs. And they went down to the tomb and the pharaoh, they had underground lighting, by the way. This was thousands of years ago because the Egyptians were very advanced, just so you know. And when they went in, they, had to, they, had, they embalmed all the different parts of the body separately. And they put them in all these different canisters separately. And they painted the army of the pharaoh on the wall. They had gold. They had chariots. They had, they had uh, shields. Because they thought he was going to come back. And when he came back, he would be able to use all that stuff. That's why they raided the tombs, because that brother wasn't coming back. <laughs> and he's not, you can't take it. He's not going anywhere. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at number four. <laughs> look at, look at, look at, look at, look at, look at number four. Tithing is a heart issue, not a money issue. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 6, 21. Where your treasure is, that is where your heart will be. You want to know where your heart is? Look at your checkbook. What do you spend your money on? Do you invest in the kingdom of God? Are you trusting God? Or is it trying to make yourself happy? Turn to Matthew 26. We're going to end with communion real quick. The most generous person to ever live was Jesus. He didn't own anything, so he, have, he, he, he gave more than money. He gave his life. And when Jesus died on the cross, he gave 50% of his life. Okay, I need y'all to respond. I, need y'all to, I, I know y'all, somebody think it's a trick question. You're like, man, that's deep. I didn't, I didn't know that. I, how's he going to break that one down? <laughs> it, was, it was, I'm baiting you. Jesus gave 100%. He didn't like partially die. He didn't partially shed his blood. He gave 100%. Can I get an amen? Imagine if God said, imagine Jesus said, look, man, it beat me. Hey, 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 90% of that, can you stop? I just want 10%. I just want to tithe, I just want to do a tithe crucifixion. I only want to die 10%. Okay? So therefore, just my, my fingers, to my ten fingers, everything else is going to be alive. Just my fingers are going to die. No, Jesus said, I'm going to die all the way. When we take communion, what we are acknowledging is that Jesus was beat to death. And that he tells us, I want now your life. I don't want part of your life. I want your whole life. Now, you're going to learn to give to me by forgiving people. You're going to learn to humble yourself by giving. You're going to learn to humble yourself by serving. All those are part of you taking baby steps towards being like me, but those are all necessary for you to be like me. If you really want to be like me, if you just want to play church and kind of just hang out over here, some of you may risk not even being saved at all if that's your mentality. Some of you may risk not being saved at all. You may think you're saved because you do a few religious things, but you're going to die and Christ is going to say to you, you were never saved. 
I, I, never, I never knew you. You were just playing the game all the time. You were just hedging your bets. That, we never had a relationship. That's going to happen, Matthew chapter 7. Lord, Lord, didn't I cast out demons in your name? Lord, Lord, didn't I heal people in your name? And he's going to say, by the way, these are, these are ministers that he's talking to. I never knew you. How much less more than you? Where some of you are playing that game, he says, I never knew you. So when you say, do I have to do these things? No, but those things are evidence that something's happened in your life. So those two things go together. But it's not like if you do those things, you'll be saved. Doing those things shows that you are saved. It's a, it's a very different thing. Because one, one way you look at it is, I'm going to get paid with salvation by being good. No, you, your acts are evidence that something has already happened. So you don't, you don't get baptized to get saved. You get baptized because you are saved. Okay, so, so when, when, when Jesus died on the cross, he was saying, I'm, I'm telling you, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to shed my... Uh, have my body broken for you, 100%. Then I'm going to shed my blood for you, 100%. So now I want you to serve me 100%. That's it. There's no other way of doing it. Now, before we do this, let me say this. You don't want to take communion if you, Christ is not your Savior. Because if you have never asked Christ to be your Savior and you take communion, what you're telling God is, God, I know what this is about but I reject you. You don't want to do that. That's why some of y'all who wear crosses and you don't walk with God, you are mocking God. You're basically telling God, God, look at my cross. I know Jesus died for me, but I ain't dying for him. Oh, that's scary to me. That's like, you might as well just say, I have nothing to do with God and live your life and realize before you die that that ain't going to work and come to him 100%. But don't do both. So when we take this, if you would like to ask Christ to be your Savior, we're going to give you that opportunity right now. There are some of you out there, you have just need to surrender more of yourself to him. Because you haven't given your whole life. You're just playing the Pharisee game. You just do a little bit here, a little bit here, but really you're not 100% sold out. So we're going to pray for both of you. Whether you want to be saved or you really want to surrender everything. So bow your heads and close your eyes and just listen very carefully. If you would like to ask Christ to be your Savior, just pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Or you may be saved already and you just, you're greedy. You're not only greedy with your money, you're greedy with your time, you're greedy with your life your preoccupations, it's all yours. And you always think God is trying to get in your business, in your pocket. Instead of saying, God, I just surrender because it's all yours anyway. So either one, whether you, you're just that greedy person, whether with your life, you're selfish, and you just want to say, Lord, I surrender it to you. Or you want to ask Christ to be your Savior. Just pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I surrender my life to you. I acknowledge that Jesus died and rose from the dead for my sin. Jesus, please forgive me. Fill me with the Spirit of God. I surrender my whole life to you. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer, just slip your hand up really high. I can see you really high, really high. God bless you. Really high, really high, really high, really high, really high, really high. God bless you. All over the room. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You can put your hands down. Lord, thank you for those hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Take the bread out. 
In Matthew 26, the Bible says, he took the bread, he broke it and blessed it and said, this is my body. Luke Jesus said, this is no joke, I'm getting ready to die. You're worried about your money, you're worried about your car, you're worried about your shoes, I'm getting ready to die. Lord, thank you that you died for us. We take this acknowledging that in Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says, without bloodshed, you cannot be forgiven. There can be no forgiveness. Jesus' blood that was shed on the cross paid for our sin. He said, take drink, this is my blood. I'm getting ready to shed my blood for you. Not 10%, all of it. And my heart's gonna burst in my chest, 100%. Lord, thank you so much for doing that for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I'm gonna ask everybody in all the campuses to close your eyes and bow your head and listen very carefully, please. These next few minutes are very important for all of us on all the campuses, if you could pay very close attention. There are many of you in all the campuses who just prayed to receive Christ as your savior. You raised your hand or you prayed to surrender your heart to him because you know you've been holding back. And you raised your hand just a couple minutes ago, right before communion. In a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand because we want to pray for you. We want to celebrate you. We want to honor you. So I'm going to count to three, and if you raised your hand a few minutes ago, I'm going to ask you to stand and just stay standing. And then I'll tell you what to do next. The campus pastor will tell you what to do next. So on the count of three, if you prayed that prayer to ask Christ to be your Savior, or you prayed that prayer because you were surrendering to him, you were saying, God, here is my whole life. I'm going to ask you to stand on the count of three. One, two, three. Just stand to your feet. God bless you. Stand to your feet. God bless you. Go stand up. Stand up. Stand to your feet. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. Stay standing. God bless you. We see you in the balcony. God bless you. We see you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Stay standing. God bless you. Let's encourage them. Come on. Anybody else? Stand up. Good. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. 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 Now. I'm going to ask all those people who are standing in a minute, I'm going to ask you to come down to the altar. If you're in the balcony, all you got to do is turn around and walk up and the ushers will bring you down. If you're not walking down, I ask you not leave, but we celebrate them. We don't want them to get lost in the traffic. So if you're standing, come out of your seat, come on down to the altar. Let's give them a hand. They come on down. Amen. Let's give them a hand. Come on now. Big hand, big hand. Let's encourage them. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Just stay right there. Just stay right there. God bless you. Just face me. Good, 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 good. How you doing, brother? God bless you. Stay right there. God bless you. Good, 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 good. Hey, man, let's give him a big hand. How are you? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, brother. Stay right there. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Come on, let's give him a big hand. Come on. Come on. Hey, Amen. God bless you. 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 How are you? God bless you. Amen. 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 God bless you. 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 Come forward. There's God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Watch behind you. God bless you. Come, come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God 
bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You guys can come to the stage. You can come to the stage. Let me see who else I got. God bless you, sir. God bless you. 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 God's going to take care of it. God bless you. God bless you, little man. God bless you. God bless you. Come. God bless you. Amen. 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 Dress. I like your dress. <laughs> God can't bless something if you're holding it like this. You have to say, Lord, please bless it. It's real simple. I try to give my grandson a better toy than what he has. I can't give him another toy if he's holding on one he has. But he has to trust me, I'm going to give something better. That's the, your whole life. Whether it be your money, whether it be your, your dreams, your body, your career, you can't bless it. God bless you. 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 Amen. God bless you. 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 Lord, we, I pray for all these people. I pray for the people standing here, and I pray for the people sitting still, that we would just be generous with our whole life and trust you and test you, try you, see if it works. You are so faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a right turn to walk this way. Let's give them a hand as they go out. Let's give them a big hand. Come on. Come on. Come on. Amen.